Welcome to Mind Your Small Business, a brand new podcast which makes starting or running a business easier. This week we're going to discuss something that every small business should be thinking about if they haven't done so already. It's all about getting online. I'm Gordon Rutherford from AXA and this week I'm delighted to be joined by Louise Sturmey and Helinka Carr. Louise started Mendip Chocolate Chef, an artisan chocolate shop in early 2020 when she was put in furlough from her food product development job. Halinka runs Unspoken Rosebud, a specialised lingerie brand for ladies that have a stoma or ostomy. She launched in February 2019. Good morning, Louise and Halinka. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us today. Let's get the ball rolling on this topic with some numbers to look at the size of the problem. In April 2020, Primark, the retail giant, announced that it had gone from turning over £650 million a month to making nothing at all as a result of the pandemic due to their lack of web presence, online shop or click and collect offering. And according to the ONS, in July 2021, online sales accounted for almost 27% of all retailing in the UK, a significant increase on pre-pandemic spending which was at 19.9% in February 2020. So, obviously, it's transparent that uh, an online offering is absolutely paramount for any business. So let me kick off with you, Louise. You started your business last year. How important did you feel an online presence was for you? Uh, definitely, absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I when I started the business right in the middle of the pandemic, um, I only... Um, had an online presence. It was the only way people weren't getting out, and so it was it was the only way really to reach out to people during the pandemic and reach out to my local community. And uh, listen, that's totally understandable given uh, the situation we were in at that time, and everyone was was behind closed doors, I guess, and in front of screens. Um, Halinka, what about when you started? Because you started a little bit earlier, um, before lockdown and pandemic. Did you have an online presence from day one? I did. Um, because of the laundry being so specialised and so unique, I knew that I wouldn't find the people in my local area. So it was a case of the only way for me to be seen and heard was to get online. Um, so I found an e-commerce platform and then just went out there. Okay. And, and listen, congratulations for that. And, you know, just staying with you, Halinka, what, what do you find is the toughest thing about maintaining that web presence and making it work for you? It's the algorithms. You think you get it all sorted. You think you've got it understood. And then they go change them and don't tell you. And it's like, right, okay, that's really useful. Um, and I think because of what I do produce, it has different names in different countries. And it's getting to understand how they sort of use the word and and it's and like I say it's a very delicate subject as well so yeah it's been trying so I mean let's let's deal with the subject first can you explain a bit more about what what the product is actually uh designed for please yeah it's um if you don't know what a stone or an ostomy is it's where you've had surgery on your bowel and because of the bowel's been damaged you part of your bowel comes out of your stomach and then you have to wear an ostomy bag or a stoma bag. And with the best will in the world, they're not the most prettiest things to wear. They're the medical at the end of the day. They're there for practicalities. And so what I've done is I've created um, bands that go across the tummy that will hide a mask that's ostomy bag and stoma bag. And 
silk and lace and beautiful patterns and materials just to make it appealing again because laundry should be lovely not yuck no absolutely and I mean, you mentioned um, previously that there was one other supplier who did that, but, you know, you feel that your offering is unique. What makes it so unique? Because I use natural materials. I mean, the medical model, it is needed, it is essential if you've got a hernia. But, you know, when you just want to feel pretty again, you want something that's made of what laundry is made of, and it's not made of nylons or man-made fibres, it's made of natural products. I appreciate the lace isn't uh, natural, but the silk and the cotton jerseys are. And it's it's just so that you're feminine again. Yeah, I know, I understand that. It's an invasive surgery at the end of the day, and more often than not, you don't have a choice. No, of course. And, you know, coming back to the uniqueness of it, how has having an online presence helped you to get your USP across? Well, for me, um, at the very, very beginning, a lot of my orders were overseas. Now, if I didn't have an online presence, it wouldn't have happened um, because I wouldn't have been able to go and touch base in America and Canada and such. Um, so it would have been essential. My business, it wouldn't be a business. I would have given it up and found something else to do instead. Um, it's, for me, it was essential, but I did use a good recommended e-commerce site. I didn't just put a web page out there or a website out there and say, they go world and find me. Okay. And one of the things you mentioned earlier when you were talking about it was you, you spoke about uh, one of the most difficult things was understanding the algorithm and how they keep changing the algorithm. Just, you know, on, on the basis that so many people listening to this will be thinking of starting a business, but, you know, will we'll have no technical knowledge. What do you mean by that? What is the algorithm? And, and when you say they keep changing it, who are you talking about? Predominantly Facebook and Instagram. Like you say, the because they like to introduce new um, tools for you to use. And if you're not using them, then your um, your post isn't getting seen as regularly by other people. It's not spread out there as much. But they don't always explain to you, this is what you need to be doing next. They just put it in there and then all of a sudden you'll start seeing these um, new videos coming up um, or new ways of presenting. And actually understanding that, particularly on Instagram, that with you, you've got a grid of nine and you've got to have that looking more like a business rather than a personal one. And then you've got stories, you've got reams, and then you've got um, your video, live videos. But to understand how you use each part of them within LinkedIn, Instagram, is so essential because stories are personal. That's for your personal post. Um, your reels, that's just, that gets you up in the front because that's a new tool that they've put in their um, platform. But they've not really said, you need to use this now because this will get you better viewings. They don't explain that. OK, OK, I'm with you. And turning now to you, Louise, I mean, Helenka has spoken a lot about what she finds toughest about doing the whole online thing. What about you? What do you find toughest about it? Um, I mean, I would say that we, we sell our chocolate across various different platforms and um, and that can be difficult to manage sometimes, um, especially when it comes to busier times such as Christmas when, um, you know, keeping control of your stock across the different platforms um, whilst also consumers are quite often looking for, um, in, in these days and times of so much online availability of things to buy, keeping those dispatch times low, um, whilst, you know, keeping making sure that across different platforms, you know, your stock is is there. 
and um, you know the website is always needing updating and the selling platforms also need updating um, you know keeping up like like um, like what we were discussing with latest keywords um, getting that SEO optimization in there all the time when it comes to new and seasonal products at the right time is can be quite challenging um, and in the world of chocolate um, you know Christmas soon comes around <laughs> um, here at the Mended Chocolate Chef and then you know we we're you know constantly making sure that we're making new products um, to keep everyone you know our loyal customers and you know attract new customers as well um, so that you know that involves a whole lot for a small business you know photography um, where you know in the days before um, so much online presence was necessary photography wasn't necessarily a big thing um, but now it's you know a lot about the photos for social media as well as your website um, making sure the descriptions are there um, and then keeping all those, you know, the different seasons coming through, and that goes across the board, whether you're, you know, a craft um, business or um, or clothing, or even, you know, or even chocolate like we are. So that can be really challenging. And within your business, Louise, who who does all of that stuff? Because that sounds like, you know, a, 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 an eighty hour a week job. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I. Um, my background is in um, food product development, so I was used to developing food products um, for for retailers and out there in food service. And um, so, fortunately for me, I you know I had some experience of that. But um, for the most part, it's um, me, 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 and myself. Um, so it, you know it can be challenging, and it's really about you know making sure that you're organised and trying to do it as early as possible. So, for example, Christmas. You know, I'm I'm literally at the moment um, finishing our Christmas lines, um, and you know we're still in summer. So. Really, yeah, it, it can be difficult to do all of those things, and it's it's about um, you know the, the sort of small business how that's shaped has changed over the years, and um, you know now it's it's a lot about like say photography, getting everything online in a good time, and then you know spreading all the word across social media. So it is a balance of of um, lots of different jobs all in one person. Wow, and. I mean, I'm kind of reminded of the discussion we had on planning and organising in a previous episode in this series and the importance of that, because obviously planning and structuring and organising all of this is, is absolutely critical. But, I mean, you mentioned you were, you were in food product development. This sounds, uh, the kind of stuff you're doing sounds really technical um, from an IT perspective, where were you a technical person? I mean, how easy would it be for someone with non kind of PC computer literate skills to come along and pick up this pick this kind of stuff up and just do it? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that you know it's a learning curve for everybody. It doesn't matter whether you have lots of experience or very little. And if you look at you know your competitors, whether those are other smaller businesses or or very large businesses, and see how they. Um, do it really and you know the onus on on photography I mean you know photography for example you know might have been quite technical back in the 90s with you know big cameras and lots of equipment whereas now you know it's it's so much easier you can you can pick up small light boxes you know pop your products in there take a photo with your phone tap a few buttons to get your filters on um, the good thing about the internet really is that actually helps available everywhere online, you know, um, whether it's free online photography courses or whether it's just literally Googling, you know, how to get the best 
photo out of you know the, the particular model phone you have and it's um it's really about making sure that you help yourself and and even if you're a small business with very little knowledge even website builders you know they have lots of wizards where you can and free courses as part of the course um where you can learn learn those things and so yes it it does take some computer skills but as long as you have basic skills you know you can get there yourself you just have to keep going and stay determined Okay, which which is cool, and you know we've spoken about this thing about um, people who start up a small business uh, having to be everything in that business. They have to be the finance director and the marketing director and the IT director and all that. And I think I think you've just uh, reinforced that um, the, the you know the need for somebody to do that. But also, uh, you've given great tips there around where people can source the right kind of help to do that. So in business as in life, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Tell me, Helenka, what do you wish you had known before going online? It's knowing how to use the e-commerce platforms more effectively, knowing its little tweaks and its little curiosities it's got in there, uh, making sure that you're following their policies and procedures so that then customers understand what you are providing, what your time scale for delivery is, and the costings for things. Um, and on each e-commerce platform, that's different, and it's being aware that that is there for you. Okay, thanks. And Louise, what do you wish you had known before putting your business online? Um, really, it's about, for me, I think um, it would be linking up, um, making sure that your customer profile and your website all aligned. So, you know, we had to learn a whole new set of skills. Um, the last time I'd done a website was, was back in the noughties and everything had changed considerably. Algorithms that we talked about. Um, you know, and the internet's just filled with so many websites. So we had to learn a new set of skills to build the website and really work on that SEO. Um, and, you know, knowing that from the beginning, um, really genning up on SEO and how that works would have really um, helped in hindsight. You know, it's and also it's really about starting on target to ensure that the website content's as relevant as possible, but also has enough content to fight your corner in whichever market you're in. And um, ultimately, you know, it's coming down to knowing your own business well, building that marketing plan um, targeted to your customer profile and doing this first and writing the website content alongside that, um, making sure you're on top of your target market means that making your website work for you will just come naturally. You know, going back to basics, looking at who your customer is and then funneling, funneling that through to what you want to portray on your website whether that's the website content or the branding itself. And, um, yeah, that's definitely the thing that I would say would be a good thing for people to take away. Okay, thank you for that. And actually, a lovely uh, a lovely plug for our next episode, which is all about marketing and branding and what have you. So, uh, so that was nice. Um, but just staying with you, Louise, um, what if I was starting a business, you know, next week and I said to you, look, I'm not going to bother with that whole going online thing. What would you say to me? How how critical is this? I think it's absolutely essential. You know, having a website is an essential tool. You know, we're in 2021. You know, people spend so much time on their phones, on the Internet, looking for new products, new services. You know, without, without having a website, customers can't quickly see at the drop of a hat what your business is about, 
or more important information like opening hours or your contact details or reviews. You know, and being online also gives your business some gravitas, ultimately making you look more professional. You know, if you want to be able if you want to be able to update your own website, you know, I you know, I think there's lots of different platform, different types of website builders out there. I mean, we used um, Wix to build our website here at Mended Chocolate Chef. And if you're a beginner, that that's you know one of many um, other options. You know, there's various different um, companies doing it out there, where you can have different levels of website builders. So, you know, they they can take you through step by step, and you know help you build a website at relatively low cost. Um, you know, we get comments all the time about how professional our website looks, and um, you know, ultimately that that comes through to to more sales. So, um, you know, without a website, you're just missing out on on so much potential customers. Okay, so I mean, you make a really good point about it looking professional. I guess you know, there's no point in doing it unless it does look professional. Otherwise, it could have an adverse effect on your brand. But Halinka, just, just coming back to you, if I, you know, I, again, this this hypothetical situation, I was starting a business next week and let's say it was a trades business, you know, so I was maybe a, a local builder or a joiner. You know, is, is an online presence important even for businesses like that who traditionally depend a lot on uh, word of mouth, really? I think like, it's, like Louise has said, though, it just gives you that presence and people will find you and let's be fair and honest these days even if it is by fire word of mouth people will still look online for you they will look to see who you're affiliated with particularly with like you say with the builders and the joiners because they want to know that you are affiliated with a recommended and well-respected company and even if it's just a single-paged website just saying exactly who you are where you are and have your social media icons on there so they can follow you and find out you know a little bit more about you as a person as well uh, it's better to have something than nothing and like i say not to have it jargonated make sure you're using words that people understand particularly like i say in the trades uh, not just the joineries but like I say if it was it and you're explaining something particularly to me because i can't do it if it was all jargonated, I'm going to go, no, not interested. But you might be the right person for me because you actually do understand what I'm saying. So be mindful of what you do have on there, but do have a single-paged one. Okay, um, really, really, really good advice. And um, just sticking with yourself, Halenka, you know, what What if people, you know, are in the position where they have built a website, but they're struggling to get any kind of visibility of that or traffic to that? What What can they do to make it more prominent or more visible like you say check your seos check that you are using the right words and like louisa said previously look at what your competitors are doing and see what you like on there don't copy it but see what you like and think oh i could twist that a little bit and make that work for me also making that your that your web page actually opens fast because people are so damned impatient if it's something that takes just those few seconds too long they've clicked off so you need to make sure you're optimising that level of things. And a lot of platforms will have that in there for you. So you can check it and you know speed it all up for you as well. And it's like having making it look pretty. People respond better to visuals than what they do to words. So if they see just a massive wordy uh, website, they're just going to switch off. I think they said it's what, 60,000 words are represented by each image. So use that to your advantage. Okay, I mean, some listen. There's been so many brilliant little snippets uh, and tips that have come out of this conversation. It's been, uh, it's been absolutely phenomenal. And typically at this time, 
um, I wrap up by talking about the takeaways and, and there has been so many little ones you know such as using images appropriately um, you know I think the, the, the big ones that are really jumping out at me is no matter what kind of business you are no matter how big you are or how small you are you should get online otherwise you'll miss opportunities but when you do get online make it as professional as you possibly can because that is your brand and that's what represents you um, you can do it yourself as, as both of you have called out earlier there's elements you can do yourself in terms of building and maintaining but if it is too daunting for you there are companies out there who can offer differing degrees of help at differing cost levels um, and I guess the, the other big thing was that the, the thing that's come across kind of loud and clear that's, that's underpinning a lot of the conversation today is it's one thing having a presence online but you need to maintain it you need to keep it up to date and you need to ensure that you have a flow of traffic. It's not it's not an, a, a case that if you build it, they will come. They won't come. People have to find you. And, you know, there's been conversations that have been uh, interesting around algorithms and SEO and that might blow a lot of people's minds, but it's worth taking some time and investing some time to find out more about that and seeing how that can work for you because you do need that flow of traffic. All that's left to say today is a massive thank you to Louise Sturmey from Mendip Chocolate Chef and to Linka Carr from Unspoken Rosebud. Louise, how can people find your business? Um, you can find us simply by Googling our name. It's um, We have obviously have our website, so that's mendipchocolatechef.co.uk. Um, you can also find us on Etsy um, and through social media, through Instagram and Facebook. Um, Google is your tool and uh, hopefully that SEO is working <laughs> Fantastic and everyone make sure to get your orders for Christmas in nice and early um, and Talinka how can people find Unspoken Rosebud? Like Louise I'm on Etsy that's my prominent uh, e-commerce base I do have quite a bit of social media presence on Facebook uh, Instagram and on Twitter starting to touch base a little bit with LinkedIn but not quite got my head around it but that's another thing I've got to learn and invest in. And like you say, if you just put Unspoken Rosebud, if you just put Stoma Lingerie, it pops up. I'm quite fortunate. It is such a niche topic that I do pop up quite easily, thankfully. Excellent. Thank you for that. And thank you both for joining me today. It's been really insightful and really interesting and undoubtedly invaluable for lots of people out there who are considering how they can go about getting online and if you enjoyed this episode you can subscribe to the series via your usual podcast app if you want to find out more about the Mind Your Small Business series you can do so at www.axat.co.uk forward slash podcast and you can also get loads of brilliant small business advice from AXA's Business Guardian Angel site, which is at www.axa.co.uk. Next week's episode is all about my favourite topic, marketing. So join me and another couple of special guests for that. We look forward to welcoming you. Thanks again.